This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This episode, it's time to air some grievances as marching band Mark splurges hard over his boards and passes on a pasta and story. Wheezy Wade witnesses a firework fail and describes the horrors of a prior vocation. Based Bob bemoans concert calamities and diaper surprises and gets tortured by his peers. From internet dramas to the return of interdimensional jizz. Yes, it's time for No Thank You. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to Distractable. My name is Markiplier, and no thank you for attending this episode. Yeah. No thank you to Bob and Wade for joining me on this episode. Fuck you too, man. I didn't even want to be here today. Wait, I thought we were just target. I'm, I'm on board to target the listeners. Don't don't bring that at me. <laughs> I'm on your side, man. No, no, no. I don't want you on my side. No thank you for even trying. Well, no thank you. I am on your side. Oh, no way. No thank you. I don't need your help. I might need some help. I'm sick as could be. Wait, we, I don't even need you. You're sick. No thank you. You go home. All right. Wait, I am home. Yeah, how much more home can you go? Anyway, I'm kind of tipping my hand at what this episode's going to be about, but... It's not clear, don't worry. Not clear? Okay, good. Well, Halloween's over and all that stuff, so we're moving past all the spookiness, and now we're into the gritty realm of reality. How is life treating you guys terribly today? Do I really have to go on without how life treating me terrible today? I'm breathing through my asshole and sneezing through my ears, man. It sucks. Maybe if you did those things properly it wouldn't be so bad oh why did i think of that damn you can breathe through your ears and sneeze through your asshole that's a possibility only if i can look you right in the eyes with my asshole while i sneeze <laughs> look at my ass while i sneeze at you oh <laughs> uh, did you guys see the clip that apparently i invented look at my ass way long ago really oh. Yeah, apparently I said that in some, was it Devour or so, it was some horror game like that, where I randomly just said, look at my ass, like, and uh, it was in the exact same inflection, so I take all credit for that. Our podcast is so bad, we're not even just stealing stuff from movies, we're stealing stuff from ourselves now. I mean, it's the perfect crime. I know? guess that's true. You could, you could sue you us. 
I could sue myself. And I could sue me. That is definitely an option. Well, it, it, it's mildly topical with the subject of uh, stealing content. Um, I don't know if you guys want to delve into that, but did you see all the things going on with like SS, Sniper Wolf, and Jack's films? I can't avoid it. It is all over everything I try to do. Yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been consciously trying not to swallow all the drama around it, but it's everywhere, man. Also, is that how you say that person's name? I, I thought it was know. just. Sniper Wolf. I I honestly have no idea. Somehow I feel like Sniper Wolf is a lot better than saying it the other way, because the other way is reminiscent of things I don't think we... Oh, right, yeah. That would be very Hitler-esque. That's not the... That's not what I'm trying to do there intentionally. I was... I just before... Like, two weeks ago, for the first time, I'd seen Jack's films talking about how React channels, and specifically Sniper Wolf, like, watch stuff and sometimes don't even say anything, or sometimes steal the joke and edit the joke out of the clip or whatever. Yeah, And yeah. I and I had, like, watched an episode where he played bingo or whatever with viewers, and I was like, huh, he makes some good points. And then all this stuff happened out of nowhere, and it's like, Jesus Christ. For anyone who doesn't know context, because um, context, you know, probably has been shoved around down everyone's throat. Uh, it's uh, Jax Films has been doing this thing, kind of calling out both reaction streamers and YouTubers and 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 people like Sniper Wolf who don't give credit to the videos that they're basically making their entire living off of. Um, and oftentimes, you know, kind of the the reaction video will get more attention than the video itself and nothing gets like there is no trickle down to the creator um, of the content itself. And so uh, in in fair play, quote unquote, I think Sniper Wolf did a live stream outside of Jack's film's house. From what I gathered, she wasn't originally there. She was doing a live stream and during the live stream, she's like, I think I'm close to his house. Should we just go over there? Mm. And then, you know, her audience was like, no, you shouldn't do that. And then she went home. Or wait, no, the opposite thing happened, where she's like, yeah, I should go there. Live reporting from 887 Jack's Films Lane. I thought you were really going to say the address right then and there. I really I don't know it. I didn't look it up, man. <laughs> God, I hope he doesn't live on Jack's Films Lane. <laughs> One, very egotistical. <laughs> Two, kind of a giveaway. Like, this, like, online drama thing, like, Jack's Films has been very relentlessly mocking Sniper Wolf in his content for, like, a while. It's not undeserved, but I'm sure it stings, because when you do something kind of dumb and you get mocked for it, it probably, you know, you get called out. doesn't feel great. But this taking online drama stuff into the real world where it's like, oh, you show up at this person's house. That's like some weird, like beyond the pale for me levels of like, yeah, online drama is one thing like Cyberwolf could lean into this and get views and generate rage and say whatever you know, stuff online to, like, fight back. I don't think she has a leg to stand on in terms of the content-stealing allegations and whatever, but, like, that's part of, like, you know, people love that. People eat that up. But the real-life thing, like, that's where he, Jackson films, like, he and his family live, and it's like, that's pretty messed up. Doing it even off-camera is messed up. Doing it on-camera is a whole other level of, like, okay. And then mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw, I think it, I, I think, this could be mistaken information, but I think Sniper Wolf's sister responded to Jack Stones being like, you shouldn't come to my house, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, what, don't you know how to fight? And it's like, what was supposed to happen there? Why was, why is that your response? Yeah, I don't know if that's a hundred, it's something like that is basically what her sister said. It was, uh, but then after the fact, like they were both like, oh, we just wanted to talk. We just want, the people are rightfully angry because doxing a creator is a pretty messed up thing to do. But that's like the tone from Sniper Wolf has been like, oh, this is just more drama. Don't be ridiculous. But like, that's, that's a whole, that enters a whole other realm. Isn't it 
illegal and against YouTube's terms. Like it's it's all of those things. It's a it's it's a bad thing to do. It is both of those things. Yeah. I also this total side note. I hope during that time where we're having this serious discussion, Will or Sam isn't zooming in on my mouth as I'm chewing this taco. I'm really oh, amplifying oh my, my sounds. Please replace like cover my my mouth with Wade's face uh, just in this corner here. Oh yeah, give him these nice like I'm really sick rashes to put right in his mouth, and then cover my chewing noise with like beautiful classical music or put just like a really wet reverb and echo on mark's chewing <laughs> so it sounds like he's smacking his lips down the juiciest hallway gong, 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 gong. again total side tangent but did you hear that that um t amy showed me it it was a tiktok of like the wettest song anyone would make it was like it was like frog type beeps it was just like Oh no! Yeah, that dude is sick. That um, I forget. It's the instrument that that guy plays is called like the Ewi, like E W I, and that's something. His, his TikTok handle is something like that, like Ewi Man or Ewi Play. That the frog beats or whatever the wettest music. It's so good. It's so funky. It's so weirdly catchy. Whereas like this is probably terrible to some people and many people. But I gotta look up this ewe frog real quick. I don't know what the hell y'all are talking about. What is it? like the comments were the funniest part? Is like what are these tummy tunes here? Is it Eddie Ewe frog beat? Yes, yes, yes. Eddie Ewe. This is the man. That he's been doing that. I I first saw. <laughs> That makes me feel like I need to change my underwear. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So in the advent of actually, you know, crediting people that we're stealing content from. Oh my god, this instrument looks amazing. It's awesome. It's like a big, like, flat, like, flutey kind of thing, but it's like a big thing, and it's got finger pads on it. You can do all kinds of... He runs it through, like, effects pedals, and he runs it through, like, a digital sound thing, but also you play it by blowing into it, I think. So mm -hmm. it has, like, an aspect of, like, you know, real wind instrument performance to it. It's so cool. I think my brother had one of these on his car that he had to blow into to start his car when he got a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> it also kind of looks like a caterpillar and a flute. I think those are different things. I think those are different things. E-D-D-I-E dot E-W-I. Eddie Ewe. The E-W-I stands for Electronic Wind Instrument. It's very cool. That man has been making good music for a while, and that instrument is very cool. Highly recommend it. Anyway, I'm done eating now, so... You're gonna stop stalling? We're gonna do a real episode now? Yeah, we're gonna do a real episode. And Eddie, if you don't like us calling, if you don't like us calling you out, you can show up at 777 Markiplier MySkerm Lane. No! No! Not our joint mansions! <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the plot of land where we all share our joint but separate mansions. It was out Distractable HQ, the, the house we looked on Zillow the other um, year. <laughs> Pain house, pain house, pain house. <laughs> if you're the only house on a road, can you rename the road? Yeah, partly. Not like officially, unless you go through quite the process, but you can just put a road sign up that says whatever road name you want, pretty much. Will, help us change the name of our road. All right, we got it, guys. We're if you it. petition the city, you could probably do it, but I, I don't know. I think you have to have like a, re like, you know, most, when a road's name is changed, it's changed to like Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. I don't know if changing it to aggrandize ourselves would be a, you know. We just got to ask Jack's films because you know it's true 887 Jack's films laid and you got that memorized
Anyway, no thank you. It's after Halloween, and that means we're approaching Thanksgiving. But to start it off, I want to air some grievances and some gripes. There's many things in life where you're just like, no thank you. Whether it's changing baby's diapers, them sneezing in your mouth, getting doxxed, no thank you. And today, I had a no thank you moment. You know how I've been talking about hard drives? You know, I've been talking about like my expertise in the storage realm. Yeah, you're a pro, dude. I don't recall you mentioning hard drives, Mark. Is that a topic? we've been talking about it's like? it's a hobby of mine it's oh, it's okay. a hobby it's something i splurge egregious amounts of money on apparently and have no remember his thunder wave or bolt whatever the fuck it was called you know the names i got them. you know <laughs> them is usb Wii thunderstruck it takes more brain power to come up with an alternative the thunderstruck is such a better name than thunderbolt or thunder wave oh the thunderstruck Thunderwave will be the wireless version of it. That's Apple's version of Bluetooth 4.0. Apple Thunderwave. <laughs> Thunderwave Pro Ultra. Um, so basically I have this computer from Stagger Dynamics. It's been very good to me and I, I have nothing wrong with PC and it's been a workhorse. It's got two 4090s and it is very strong, very capable. But what it did have is I bought, a lot of the money went into storage for it because this was before I really understood storage and knew what it was. And it's not like they overcharge for it. It's just like the market price for eight terabyte NVMEs is still pretty high. Even though you can get a four terabyte for like 150 bucks, uh, that performs very well. An eight terabyte one, which is double the size, is still like a thousand dollars, even now. So I have four eight terabytes because I was like, I want a lot of the fastest storage possible because when you're editing video, especially high resolution, raw video, you want fast. But this is like, this is brute force solution that I didn't know the nuances of and like max speeds and whatever, but it was a PCI card with four. One of them failed because it was in a RAID 0 array, and when I when I got this computer and I made that, I didn't fully understand the ramifications of it, and I forgot to back up that drive. In all of my escapades of doing my storage nonsense and my redundancies for all the file management, I neglected to back up that drive. Just this morning, right before the airing of this episode or the recording of it, that drive failed. It wasn't my boot drive, but if one of the four drives fail in that array, the whole thing fails because it's RAID 0. It's striped across, the data is split up four ways. If one fails, they're all gone. So I've now lost everything on that drive. No, thank you! I can't believe that all of this shit that I've learned has let me have an experience like this. I was guaranteed by throwing money at the problem, I would never have to experience this ever again. You should have thrown money at having someone put it together for you, apparently. I did. Oh, should throw more money. <laughs> I threw a lot of money. I threw a lot of money. Did you throw coins or bills or... I gave him pennies. I had a dump truck throw it. I catapulted. They're trying to work on the computer. He's just hitting him in the head with like rolled coin pack. Oh god. Yes, Mr. Markiplier, I'm trying. Have you guys seen the um, SNL sketch, the Ebenezer Scrooge uh, Christmas, a Christmas Carol thing? It's after the ghost visit him, and it's the morning, and he's like, he's a good guy, and he calls down, and he's like, boy, go to the shop and get the biggest turkey! Take, here, buy it with this! And he, like, tosses a coin, and it impales into the kid's eye, and he's like, ah! And the whole town is like, oh my god, he's he's trying to kill that kid with money! And he keeps, like, violently impaling people with all the money he's trying to share. I haven't seen that one, yeah. It's a good sketch, and that's what Mark did. <clears throat> That is exactly what I did, except to professional computer makers. Well, next time, instead of Raid Zero, you'll go from Zero to Raid Hero, just like that.
Thanks, buddy. Your support somehow always feels mean. I can't believe you said thank you to me. <laughs> no! No, I was sarcastic. It was sarcasm. Oh. It's an implied no. Silent no. <laughs> the no. The royal no, if you know what I mean. Anyway, so what I want today is very simple. Things that just... Yeah, no thank you. If you could say no thank you to it, you'd do it. If you don't like it, say no thank you to it. We're not thanking. We're saying things we're not thankful for. No Thanksgiving yet. It's not time. No thank you. I have a good one. So I went to college and I originally went to college for music. I was going to play tuba and I was going to get a, a degree in music education and become like a band director or something. When I went to college, I bought my own instrument. A lot of instruments, you buy one or rent one when you play in like middle school and high school. But tuba, you usually borrow from the school. So I had never owned my own tuba. I always borrowed one. But when I went to college, you, you generally you buy like a, you know, like a nicer quality one so you can play better. Like a higher, you get like a pro or an almost pro level instrument. So I bought this new tuba like the summer before college and I had been playing with it and getting used to it, learning how it, all, how it worked and stuff. And I got to school. It wasn't like immediately, but I believe it was the first concert. So you know, maybe a month or two after like cool school began, we had our first concert we we're performing. And the way the band was set up on the stage was the further back you were, like the back couple rows were up on like risers so that you were visible and your sound could project forward over the rest of the band instead of being swallowed up by it. Well, these risers, it's just like a steps and you put chairs on them basically, but you're supposed to have bars on the back so that the chair can't slide off the back of the riser. Whoever assembled these risers didn't do that for the one that I happen to be on, and I happen to be on the furthest back, highest up one, because I sat at the very back row of the ensemble, and the first time I sat on a stage to perform any music in my collegiate career, I like set my tuba down, sat in my chair and was like, you know, you sort of like settle in, right? You scooch around a little. I scooched one too many times and the, the back leg of the chair scooch right off the riser. And I just go like ass overhead backwards off the riser. I'm not holding my instrument, but the way that I fell, my legs literally like, Woo! And my left leg kicked my brand new tuba, and my tuba went tumbling off the riser. So this is like two days before a concert. My tuba just absolutely like unplayable. Lots of dents, which are more cosmetic than anything, but the valves, which are the buttons that you push, it landed on those and absolutely fucked two of the valve stems so that you couldn't like push it in anymore. The only function of a tuba, the rest of it doesn't really move that much. I had to like frantically find a repair shop, drive over there, which I'm a freshman in college, so I didn't have a car and I had this giant instrument. So I did a ride with someone. I got it fixed and this the school ended up paying for it because they incorrectly assembled the risers. But like, uh -huh. I remember that moment because I remember falling and being like, whoa, shit. And then standing up and seeing my expensive brand new instrument laying over on the floor, like 10 feet away from where it had been sitting previously and just being like, oh, no, no, thanks. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm fine. I'll just go like, and I didn't get really hurt, which is kind of a miracle. Like I had the wind knocked out on me, but I stood up and I was totally fine. But my, that 
too, but was never quite the same after that. Not only did that not feel good and cost money and like ruin my nice new shiny instrument, I, I'm pretty sure that stuck with me my whole time at CCM that I was the guy who fell off the riser <laughs> and flipped over and kicked his own instrument and like it was very loud and dramatic and embarrassing. And did it play as it fell? No, but as it laid on the floor dying, it just went womp womp. <laughs> I, I I imagine that this is actually a situation where you probably could have sued the school. How high up off the ground were you? I wasn't extraordinarily high. The riser was probably maybe three, three to five feet up. And then I was sitting on a chair on that. So my ass was sitting on a chair maybe five to seven, five or eight feet up off the ground. And I like fell flat on my back. It was not great. It's kind of a miracle I didn't like break a rib or anything, but. If you'd landed on your neck backwards, that would have been potentially deadly. Yeah, no, probably not great to to have if I landed like on my head or neck for sure. Yeah. How far did you say the fall was? Pro I was like sitting, my butt was sitting on a seat that was probably like something like five or seven feet high. Pretty high, but not like insane high but i'm going to chat gpt i'm gonna ask how much money you can get and what the statute of limitations are on this sorry really how much money can you get if you fell backwards five feet uh because of negligence due to a school's improper assembly of a stage riser but you didn't have any like actual injuries from it no yeah if i had been injured it might have been very different i was like a 17 i was literally 17 years old i think at that point because my birthday hadn't even happened yet oh my god the school tried to kill a minor <laughs> <laughs> no thank you uh yeah no that's not very smart at all stupid school because we assumed that it was negligence what if it was intentional well so i guess i didn't give this context that that instrument that tuba that i kicked over so dramatically and that bounced on the hard floor a bunch it cost ten thousand dollars this is not like like a, a thousand dollar instrument or a couple thousand i'm sorry a cheap version is a thousand yes you can get like a student instrument for like i don't even know maybe 500 bucks thousand dollars if you buy it you can rent them for like way less than that you can rent them for relatively damn i thought my first car was like 10 grand i thought that was way too expensive this tuba had like custom valve venting which mean there was like some custom holes ported into the valve so that they worked a little bit better it had some custom uh attachments so that some of the parts you had to manipulate while you were playing were more reachable it was a professional level like and you can spend 20 grand 40 grand on a professional instrument uh depending on what instrument you play uh the best violins in the world cost you know like bach stradivarius violins are priceless irreplaceable never to be replicated pieces of master work that cost in the millions right so there's a whole range of how much professional instruments can cost but this was the most at that point in my life that was the most expensive thing i'd ever laid my hands on and i owned it for like a couple months before i just absolutely fucking decimated it all over the the stage so that was yeah. that was the only thing i cared about was i just remember staring and looking at me like no no that's not bent i saw that expression because when i was in marching band the uh, i think i was like in sophomore year or something we were banding around the field you know and then uh i you know it's one of those moves where you're crossing in between each other and you got to be precise so else you'll hit well i wasn't precise so i hit um our section leader at the time i believe his name was Stu. And he tripped and fell, and he had just got a brand.
brand new silver trumpet. It was beautiful. And he was marching it? What a madman. I know, in practice. It was his fault, right? And it impaled him through the back of the head and he died on him. He fell? Ba- he's dead now. Yes. No. Holy what shit. happened was he fell down and I fell down and it hurt and I got up and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I remember he got up. He's not looking at me. He just, it was so comical because I see his face. He's like, like this, and then he holds up a hand with the trumpet, and the bell is just like, trumpet goes this way, bell straight up, 90 degree angle. It's it's hilarious. Not a touch on the rest of it, just the whole bell just No, that's cool, man. That's like uh, that's how Dizzy Gillespie's trumpet was. That's cool. Pretty much. That's cool. Yeah. I, but I remember he tried to play out of after He was really nice about it. He, he was, he was after the initial shock, he was like, oh, and within a couple of days, it was fixed totally back to normal, but I remember he played out of it. You're saying that a couple of days he talked to you again? <laughs> I mean, we were exactly friends, so I'm sure he wasn't too happy about it. But um, and I didn't pay for anything because like uh, I don't have any money. Um, but I already played it afterwards, and it was just like this squonking like a goose. Just <laughs> yeah, this really funny flange to the sound. Oh god! But all the valves work. I think it was just like it was just like get the metal back into shape, and it was okay. And because it was silver, I think when they when they reshaped the metal, all they had to do is just polish it a lot, and I think the dents came out. What you can do with instrument with brass instruments in terms of like bringing the metal back into shape and then refinishing stuff it's basically magic like it's mm-hmm. uh, there are um i actually there's actually a thing i watch on tiktok there are channels that are just like instrument repair guys who just take like like a trumpet that looks like it got run over by a truck and it's like there's no reason necessarily to try to salvage it but they're like i got this at a yard sale for three dollars i'm gonna see if i can fix it and they just go through a whole process of like and when they're done it looks like a brand new trumpet like they strip the lacquer off they get all the metal like hammered and rolled and perfect and then they refinish it and it's like it's kind of crazy that you could do that yeah it is kind of crazy it's just old like techniques just really refined really cool stuff i don't have a band anyway points okay hey let him give me points that's fine go ahead points no thank you sir good yeah there you go that's the right answer i was waiting for that you get bonus points for that no no thank you Ooh, more, eh? no thank you all right that's enough Oh, I thought that was the whole episode. I thought you guys were just going to go back and forth. No, thank you! Here we go! (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has a limited talking text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it! Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible! Use the slash distractible! To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh... 
Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Wade, what's your what's your thing? All right, so the first one, I don't know if I've talked about this or not, but uh, my grandparents had a cabin down on Lake Cumberland, and we went down there for the 4th of July one year. We walked down, like, the, the ramp where people would put their boats in and out, and you could kind of, like, sit on the, the lake or the river or whatever there for a little bit and, like, watch fireworks go off. There were a couple boats that were, like, anchored on the lake that were lighting off fireworks from their boat, and we were like, well, that's brave, but, you know, okay, at least they're cool to look at. Something went wrong where you don't see the firework, but you hear the boom. And we realized that someone had a firework go off on their boat. Oh, and it turns out it wasn't just on their boat. They were holding it in their hand and their hand like exploded with the firework. And they were like in agonizing pain. And we had to help get their boat to the ramp. So ambulance, fire trucks, everyone came in. They had to like get this person's hand wrapped, load them up in the ambulance, get them out of there. Was this like fingers in a cooler full of ice situation or? I didn't get up. I was a kid. So like my grandpa wouldn't let me get very close to anything. So I was kept back. I didn't get to see anything close up, thankfully. That sounds rough. Um, But you could hear them in agony. And it was obviously people were like gasping and crying. And it was awful. And I got back home. And uh, my friends were like, hey, dude, you want to go like have a bonfire or whatever? Because we had like, this neighborhood bonfire. And I was like, okay, whatever, because we would go down there. And they decided they wanted to launch fireworks at each other and try to dodge them for fun. And all I could think to myself after that experience was, no, thank you. Uh, I'm good. I just witnessed something completely horrifying and traumatizing. And the last thing I want to do is intentionally try to blow myself up. I thought you were going to say the no thank you part to when they asked for help. And you just, no. you, I looked at their hand and was like, oh, no, thank you. I was like nine years old, man. They weren't letting me anywhere near any of that. I don't have a personal story to relate to this, but my dad told me this story once upon a time. I was, <laughs> I don't know why he told me the story, but it was, it was, it was, I think in the aspect of firework safety. Um, so he was telling me like, never hold a firework in your hand. And he told me because he was in the army. He remembered seeing during the training days, they would throw training grenades. And these aren't fully like regular grenades. They don't explode and shrapnel doesn't fly out, but they still explode. They still pop, right? They still pop. And he told me that these grenades have about the same power as like a big firework. And this one soldier didn't throw it in time. And he kept it in his hand and he told me, and it sticks with me. He told me that the grenade turned that man's hand into spaghetti. 
Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say at all. That's not what I, I was like expecting that. either. He said it turned his hand into spaghetti, ground beef, you know, tomato sauce and strand spaghetti. And ever since I heard that, I know and it stuck with me my entire life. You do not hold fireworks in your hand. Dude, I won't even light them. I don't mess with any of them. Sparklers, nothing. I don't want to touch or be near any fire- Sparklers? I don't want to be near any fireworks, man. You know, those don't explode, right? I just have no interest in being near anything. Look, fi- fireworks are fun, but they are terrifying. I enjoy, like, like bottle rockets and firecrackers, but, like, I don't know. People are very cavalier with them. When mm. I do it, I, like, set them up, and I, like, light the fuse and run away like I'm gonna die if I don't get with outside the 20-meter range. Like, I people are kind of crazy with, like, holding it in their hands and all kinds of weird decisions. Yeah, my friend group launched Saturn missiles, bottle rockets, all kinds of shit at each other, and they were like, haha, dodge, and it's like, haha, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I remember, I think I've talked about this before, but, you know, uh, my stepdad took us out to Indiana a few times into the woods and they would launch fireworks there. And then at one point they had a thing of bottle rockets, you know, an industrial pack of it. It's thousands of bottle rockets. And someone throws that into the fire. Oh, it's like that last scene in that last episode of Breaking Bad where, you know, and people are diving behind <laughs> yeah. things. It's yeah. like that because there's a ring of chairs and it's literally like you see it go in and you hear <laughs> and like because they're busting out of the pa- plastic oh, packaging and you like die behind a chair and you just see <laughs> like thousands. It goes on for like a minute. It's crazy. And no one got hurt, but someone could easily lost all eyes. Every eye. I worked in emergencies at an eye place, and let me tell you, around 4th of July, things got really, really awful. Oh, dude. And uh, even non-emergency stuff with eyes, dude, casual things you wouldn't even think about. Like, people got, like, wood splinters in their eyes from, like, doing stuff with, like, cutting down trees and things. Like, just the amount of weird things that can just completely fuck you with your eyes. Yeah, again, Mm -hmm. I I don't mess with stuff. This is not one that happened to me, but that brings up another no thank you for me that my, actually, uh, Mandy's mom, my mother-in-law, I don't know what it is and i i wouldn't get into the details anyway because it's her own medical stuff but she has something in order to make her vision as good as it can be she needs regular injections into her eyeball oh yeah that's not that too uncommon and i don't know what eyes are made of but that doesn't really jive like i imagine you stick a needle in an eyeball and it's just like like a balloon full of jello or something like she's done this for a long time now and like it works it clears her vision up and 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 helps i think and she keeps doing it has kept doing it i the first time i heard that i'd never heard that you could get injections in your eye and i was internally i was just like Mm, no it is brutal to watch no thank you i'll just go blind i don't need to see like retinal doctors man they walk into a room patients will come in for those injections and a retinal doctor walks in grabs like the needle goes have a good day and leaves goes to the next room like there were retinal doctors that just like wouldn't even talk to the patients it was like the worst department of eyes i worked in because it was literally just like do all the workups for a patient as like the tech and then the doctor would come in stab and leave and then the person would be like am i good now and like you're like yeah you're great go you have a good yeah. day but like I, even i don't know I, it was hard for me to stomach watching that stuff yeah i mean i'm sure i would feel differently if, if it really was me i'm sure i would rather take my sight over just avoiding something that's just 
unpleasant but that's a that's a big no thank you on that for me i can't believe you guys neither of you guys know about this scene from dead space do you not know about this uh, no but this just looks like this looks like lasik surgery right now. so basically it's a dead space 2 eye scene is it about to get like gross or something or <laughs> <laughs> holy jesus <laughs> that is not like lasik surgery i i think he got it i think he got it whatever you're trying to get out of there i think he i think he reached it yeah 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 i feel like this is a big no thank you moment um, yeah there was no hint that there was a needle there until the end oh you don't see this needle right here you don't see this yeah no it's not a needle it's the thing shooting the laser but then it just yeet. i see the needle now but like i do not see the needle initially whenever i see this you want to see it actually work uh not really i don't really want to see it work correctly anymore than i've gotten to watch eye surgeries there we go <laughs> i don't like that much better that needle is way too long to do whatever they're talking about no thanks no none of that i'm good thank you no thank you no. really whatever all right okay i got to watch cataract surgeries and that's where they pull out like the lens in your eye and they like it's all like completely like white and opaque or whatever and then they have to replace it with a clear lens like that's that's not too bad but there was something about the needle the the force with which the doctors would do the retinal injections just like wa-boom thanks for describing it in more detail i love this <laughs> you're welcome it's yeah. awful. I, I i'm not that like i i'm um the kind of person where like i could touch my eye i've worn contacts i don't know why but like i surgery and anything cutting or stabbing into an eye is just like nah have i not shown you the video of my eye surgery i'm good i wonder if i'm remembering it wrong too maybe they aren't as forceful as i think because like the patients never have any problem they're always just like am i good to go and it's like that must look a lot worse than it actually feels i didn't know you had a video of your eye surgery mark but oh yeah neither. It was just LASIK, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, the kind of LASIK smile is what it was. It's where they do, they just do a, I, I don't have it on my computer right now. It's on oh, my phone no, right darn now. it. Gosh. I'll, I'll play later. Well, yeah, all right, I'll find it. I'll do the no, phone show. Wait, but, oh, you know. We're busy. I've got to go then. It's not that bad. It's just. Bob saying no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Well, too bad. The thing about no thank yous is sometimes you don't get a choice. Sometimes things are forced upon you. Just like this eye surgery. Where is it? LASIK looks very simple there it is you guys want to see it i don't mind i mean i i sat in on eye surgeries i feel like i was pretty clear about where i stand but okay right. there's my eye right how's it staying so still uh i think my head is is locked in place it's numbed and um i'm very still I'm very still. So he, the, the laser has already cut under my eye. And then this is him going in through a tiny flap in the bottom. And what he's doing is like perforated paper. <laughs> he's detaching it. Oh, good. Just a little scrapey, scrapey. Yeah, just a little detacheroni. And then uh, eventually it'll, uh, well, I mean, this goes on for like a minute, but it's pretty quick. Like all things considered for like laser eye surgery, it's just you go in, he detaches it carefully and then pulls out the piece that was cut away and then yoinks it all out. Here, I'll get to the yoinking. Oh, yay. I was afraid there wouldn't be any yoinking. Oh, you actually, here's a video of the, the laser actually cutting the pattern into my eye. It's you're going to catch just so that's my eye and the, the gray is like the laser, like going over it and cutting beneath the surface. It's very cool. So it goes 
And as I'm looking at this, because obviously it's my eye and I see it, everything's just going gray. So I'm just going blind. Oh, neat. It was very scary. And also it was like, don't look away from the green light. And I thought it'd be a much bigger challenge, but they didn't tell me they vacuum seal your eye to it anyway. So you couldn't move if you wanted to, which I did. <laughs> Bob is dying over there. I love it. This is exactly what I was hoping we'd talk about. Here we go. Here we go. Here's it yoinking out of my eye. You can say no, thank you. Here we I go. I said no. Here, there, and... <laughs> oh, no. What's that happening? Yoink. So they pulled that out, and then he spreads it out to make sure he got, like, the full He's spreading thing. it out on your eye. Your eye is not a table. It's it's so he can look directly comparing to the outer edges of it so he can see the full thing. It, it ah, makes... It's so squishy. Yeah, it is. Where's all your eye goop? You don't have enough eye goop. You need more goop in there. It's not pressurized. You would hate to see a low-pressure <laughs> eyeball. Just a deflating eyeball. Oh, he's just rubbing it. Aha! He's cleaning. Well, he's, like, putting, he's, he's putting an antibacterial oil. <laughs> on the top of it. What does he get the wire brush to clean it so it's real clean? <laughs> God. I, like I said, I, I can totally touch my own eyes and stuff. I don't I don't know why this is such a thing for me, but God, I hate that. Ugh. I'm sure there are, anyone who's watching on Spotify, uh, I'm sure there are plenty of other people who are in my camp, right? There's a lot of people that hated that. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, the theme of the episode is no thank you. So, so the more people that said no thank you, actually, it's kind of a thing. The sooner people uh, exit this episode, the more points they earn, actually. Or maybe it's the more points they earn, the longer they stay. Either way, you get points, everybody. Bob, you can't leave. You're hosting. <laughs> I'm not hosting. No, I mean, like, the, the, the recording part you're hosting. Oh, well, I wasn't going to leave the recording. I was just going to, there's a door over there. No, I no, think. you can't leave. If you leave, you win. So you guys stay. Is that how it works? That's what you just said, I thought. No, and then I said the opposite to confuse everybody even further. Yeah, he, he just made it everything be true. That's the easiest way to make sure that everything is fair and perfectly on the up and up. Well, uh, to, I guess to change the subject to help Bob out a little bit, we'll get away from eyeballs. Here's a weird one that I say no thank you to. I think having nobody like that you can hang out with or talk to sucks. But I equally think that whenever you have like a hundred people messaging you about stuff all the time, it's equally a problem. Mm -hmm. But there's always those people where they're like, hey man, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, I've got too much going on. Oh, must be nice to have people that want to hang out with you. And it's like, I am not about to feel guilty for being overwhelmed. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like oh, I'm just very busy oh must be nice and it's like I will fucking strangle you no thank you I don't think it is who, who is who is texting you that who what kind of what kind of person is guilt tripping there's a lot of people man I, they know who they are they watch uh, maybe they probably don't do they but I don't know there is just something about like being overwhelmed and people that are underwhelmed are like must be a bad problem it's like yes it is it's equally as bad drowning is just as bad as dehydrating they're both death that's an interesting and horrible debate and I like it but I, I don't know if that's true I don't know if those are equally horrible Bob I swear to fuck I feel like dehydration is a slower death so probably worse drowning is supposed to be one of the more terrifying things that can happened to you though as far as it's been explained to me it's still a few minutes like comparatively to the three days it takes for you to die of no water three to four no thank you yeah both are no thank you so what was wait what was your point <laughs> i don't remember uh 
I just got a message from my buddy Bob who said it must be nice to have so many people who want to hang out. No, thank you. I misunderstood. I got the I got the wrong signals on that one. That's my bad. That's right. Back to the eyeballs, Mark. More eyeballs. All right, more eyeballs. That was only my left eye. Let's look at my right eye. My right eye is where it pops. Uh, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> no thank you. Uh, that's fine. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, Bob. Yeah, I had one prepared. I'm glad you called on me. Um. <laughs> This is one that I'm really disappointed in. Am I allowed to have... Am, is that a thing? As long as it's not me. It's, uh... <laughs> I'm really disappointed in you, Wade. That's all I wanted to say. Um, <laughs> no, so... So, the baby, right? You, I think you threw this out as a joke. Babies make a lot of, like, mess. Everything. They make a lot of juices. I don't mind that he, like, drools on me. He, he's been... He's sick right now, so he's been, like, sneezing in our faces and stuff. I don't mind. It's not, like, a thing I enjoy, but he does that, and I'm kind of like, ah, oh, buddy. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, ah... But his poops, man. And I, we have a dog. We've had a dog for a long time. I have no problem cleaning up after the dog if she poops, if she's got like, sometimes she'll have diarrhea or maybe she throws up. None of that has ever gotten to me. I'm always the one who's like, oh, I'll do it. That's, that's poor dog, you know. But this baby's poops are just the wrong kind of stinky. <laughs> and it's not wrong. all of them. Some of them, he, you know, some of them you're like, oh, somebody's stinky. And you change the diaper and it's like, ooh, that was a good one. Some of them... You open the diaper, and immediately my entire body is like, No! No! Why does it smell like that? What did you eat? And, like, he's just a baby. I know what he ate. It's the same thing he ate before. Like, it's not, it's not sneaking off and eating White Castle or something. But sometimes his poop smells like my, my death. It just like, it, and it's hard to tell from the outside. They all kind of just smell, you know, like you smell the diaper outside of his pants or whatever. And you're like, whoop, stinky. And but when you open it and sometimes it's just like such a strong visceral, like you need to leave this episode right now and go trademark the phrase, the wrong kind of stinky and write a book. <laughs> I don't know what happens, man. He, he doesn't eat anything that weird. We know what he eats. Uh, it's just crazy. Just sometimes, man. It's and like, it's not even whether it's messy either, because he's had baby will blow out diapers right just a thing that happens and that's messy it'll squirts down up their back or down their leg and that's gross but those are not even necessarily the ones that stink sometimes it's a totally normal poop it just has a terrifying odor that just is not that i can't put up i can't stand i'm not an expert but my younger brother when i was a kid i remember his diaper being changed and i walked into the bathroom not knowing my family was in there changing his diaper and i honestly a hundred percent think this is part of the reason why i'm not like gung-ho about being a parent is i remember walking in and the smell of that particular diaper that day i wasn't expecting them to be in there but it hit me in a way that i felt like i was going to die from the stink (laughs) <laughs> yeah no that that uh, I, I i know exactly what you're saying that has stuck with me like whenever i think of baby diapers i think of that specific one and whenever people are like wait don't you want to try changing a baby's diaper i'm always like no and it is specifically that one time that i got that scent that has prevented me from ever having any interest in that stage of life it's like what age do they get out of diapers because maybe adoption's the one maybe go for like three or four years old after the diaper phase because god i never want to experience that smell again and I was like four years old, and I still have such a strong reaction to remembering that smell. It's got to be a similar one to what you're referencing. Yeah, I don't know what the smell is, but that's definitely a thing. I will say there's a lot of other stuff about babies, Wade, than just the poop. It's not that. They don't even poop every day. He went through a phase where he only pooped like once a week. There's lots of other fun stuff. It's pretty fun. Just try it. We have a friend whose baby was born free, mo- uh, free? Four months 
not free. The baby was not born for free. They had to pay for it. Four months premature uh, was one pound at birth. And um, Whoa. That's so yeah. as far as I know, I've not gotten an update, but whenever we were uh, out of town for a wedding, we went to see the baby and uh, we were told the next day she'd be able to finally go home after like four or five months of being in the hospital. But the nurses came in and were going over the schedule and they were like, all right, well, we're expecting uh, you should have uh, marked down every time that you have to change a diaper. There should be about six peas and uh, four poops a day or something. It was like... That's that's 10, 10 diapers per a day. Anywhere between six to a dozen diapers a day. That's pretty normal. That I was like, man, changing two diapers a day. That's got to be awful. And they were like, yeah, six to 10, 12 diapers. Any less and let us know because we definitely want them to be going. It's like any less. Yeah, no, that's a big thing. We we went through that phase. James was not premature, but when they're newborns, you're you are supposed to write down every time you feed them when yeah. when it is, how long it is, how much like all that. If it's measured, it's formula, how much formula you gave them and how much they drank, and how all the peas and the poops. Yeah, that's like that's like a normal thing they ask all parents to do, but it's a lot of diapers. That was like all the other stuff they had to do. They had to find like specialists to go over because the baby was still on oxygen and had to be on oxygen for a while. Not every pediatrician is equipped to deal with baby on oxygen so they were like doing all this other complicated stuff and yet it's the one thing that i guess is normal that stuck with me from that too it was like a dozen diapers a day no honestly the di- like you don't always i'm not always up for it because sometimes like i'm just lazy sometimes but diapers become pretty regular really not that big of a deal that's fair but also no thank you that's fair um i'm i might end this episode here just because i'm starting to get nauseous and I might say no thank you to the reindeer. How long were you going for? 50 minutes. You you feeling a little sick, Mark? That sucks, man. I'm so sorry to hear that. No, no. Yeah, sorry. Woe is me. The, the wrong kind of stink starting to get to you, Mark? Unbelievable. <laughs> Mark's like, look at my eye juice. Bob's like dying. And Bob's like, I smell this baby diaper. Mark's like, all right, episode's over. I can't deal with it. I wish I would rename this to the wrong kind of stink, but I feel like no thank you has to be the title. <laughs> it that is very good. That is very good. Um, So I'm going to tabulate the points. I awarded points based on stories but also i awarded points based on better in episode no thank yous uh so this will probably cheer you up wade the grand winner is bob all right but you both had equivalent stories i kind of judged them similarly but i felt like bob really physically embodied the no thank you spirit through the whole episode and he won by two points my stomach's upset all right. I am the only one of us that is actually sick, so fuck you both. Hey, I'm a little... I don't feel so great. I got, you know, stuff going on. I, uh, I'm i glad that I won. That's pretty fair. Mm-hmm. Very just. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really earned this one. I feel like I don't need to say anything else. You could say anything else if you wanted to. I could, and I won't. To your verdict, I simply say, no thank you. Too late. Can't get points. Stop kissing ass. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that there's anybody still listening or watching at this point. So if you made it to the end here, well, you probably either fell asleep, your car is upside down, or um, what even are you if you made it to this point? But thank you nonetheless, or no thank you. Mark, appealing to the fans as always. A threatening aura to it. I, I can't explain. What even are you? <laughs> well, thank you, but no thank you to everybody out there uh, for watching and making it to this point. We will become procedurally more grateful as the grateful era begins, whenever that may be. Thank you. No thank you. We'll see about that. All right, Wade. It's okay, man. It's okay, man. It's okay. My tea is gone. They're my natural 20s. They're natural. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no merch. 
Nothing else to say about that. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Nothing going on with that. Uh, have a good day, I guess. Uh, sorry if we ruined it, uh, or if we made it better. Oof. This might be one of the worst episodes we've ever done, as far as how people are going to feel at the end of it. It's definitely, definitely the strongest grossed out sensation I've ever had at the end of an episode, but I don't know if what that means for the listeners. Our very first episode might be the only one that rivaled when we talked about, like, the teratomas and stuff. That might be the closest we've gotten to this. People on the subreddit seem to be really uh, put off by the Sonic using portals to jizz in other dimensions episode that we <laughs> Wait, did. did. we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, we talked about Sonic using using other, por- other portals to other dimensions to hide his jizz and also possibly go to the bathroom. People, <laughs> se- people seem to be caught off guard by that one. I can't imagine why. <laughs> I have zero... Dude, I block out everything we talk about. I mean, that was like a year and a half ago at this point, I think. That was quite... A, that was an early episode, so that was... Yeah, we can't remember that far back. Oof. I don't even know what happened yesterday. True that! True that! Well, take care, everybody. Uh, you can find Bob Meiskerm, Wade, Lord Minion 777 uh, me, Markiplier. Uh, you got more episodes, more episodes coming, more episodes in the past. Have a good day. Podcast out.